today an amazing thing is going to happen, an amazing process is going on. Today you're going to change. By the time you go to bed tonight, you're going to be a little bit different, maybe a lot different, whether you do it accidentally or whether you do it on purpose, whether it's for better or for worse. So why not for better? Because the one thing that we know for sure is you're never going to get this day back again. Change starts today. And I'm running an experiment today. I, I was talking to Tim earlier on. I'm staying near the ocean. He said, why don't you get down by the ocean? So I did. It's kind of cloudy down here by the ocean right now. I don't know how much of it you can see. I ran a little test, Tim, with my microphone, and I was able to hear it okay. So hopefully this will work. If it doesn't, um, no complaints. Because we're talking about the love of learning. Now, this character strength is not simply learning. This is not about what your IQ is. This is about having the desire to learn, having an active, eager mind. And I want to say a word about all of the character strengths, since we're talking about love of learning right now. They were put together by a group of academicians who looked at all of the great traditions of life, Christianity, Judaism, Hindu, Buddhism, the Tao. By the way, if you ever read C.S. Lewis's little book, The Abolition of Man, he has a section towards the end that somewhat similarly puts together the understanding of morality or virtue from the perspective of all of these great traditions, part of what that indicates, I think, is that there is a moral reality to the world. And interestingly, one of the criteria for putting together these character strengths was that they had to be ubiquitous, that they had to be understood and practiced across cultures and languages and civilizations and ethnic groups. And part of what that tells us, I think, is that there is a moral dimension a moral reality to the human experience. And uh, Martin Seligman and Christopher Peterson write in their book about this, how they did dozens of inventories of virtues and strengths. They looked at sources from Charlemagne to Benjamin Franklin to contemporary figures like William Bennett, Book of Virtues, Sir John Templeton. They looked at statements by the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts of America. They looked at uh, advocates of character education programs, social work, Hallmark greeting cards, I kid you not, Saturday evening post covers by Norman Rockwell, personal ads, popular song lyrics, graffiti, the profiles of Pokemon characters, who knew, the residents of Hogwarts. So this is a very robust process. And one of the ways that you can benefit from it most is by identifying your signature strengths. If you've taken that little survey, if you, if you haven't taken it yet, you can still do that and find out what are a few of uh, those character strengths that are at the top of the list for you, and how can you apply those? How can you use them? Um, by the way, folks may walk by while I'm sitting here, so don't worry about that either. So for example, I heard today from a good friend of mine who one of his signature strengths is bravery. Now, one of my signature strengths is love of learning, Bravery is not at the top of my list at all. It's farther down than I wish that it would. So I can use my signature strength of love of learning. And I'll often love to read about people like Winston Churchill, who was a very courageous person, to gain uh, that character strength of bravery. On the other hand, my friend can use his character strength of bravery and courage so that when he needs to learn, he's a pastor he one time literally did a series called Grow a Pair that was about growing in courage. So he can use that character strength. Uh, I might be daunted by the thought of learning, but I'm not going to be. I'm going to exercise um, courage today to learn more. You can use your signature strengths to help grow your other strengths. Now, love of learning is uh, uh, 
uh, characterizes a lot of folks in Scripture. One of them primarily is Daniel. So in Daniel chapter 1, we're told that uh, to these four young men, Daniel and his four friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And at the end of their time of training and education, the king questioned them, questioned everybody in his service. And it says again in Daniel chapter 1, verse 20, in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them, Daniel and his friends, 10 times better than all the others, the magicians and the enchanters that were a part of his kingdom. Um, when you exercise this love of learning, you grow. This is a part of loving the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and mind and strength. It's very striking that Daniel and his friend flourished in every way. They flourished in their work. They flourished in their relationships. They even flourished physically. And I think a lot of that is because they had this eager desire to learn, even though they were in a very different place. And uh, they were enormously challenged. Um, they set their minds toward the process of learning. Now, Roger Brotherton talks about four stages in a learning process. Because uh, every parent wants their child to learn. Every teacher wants their students to learn. Every employer wants employees that are eager and hungry to gain new skills. And, and it's, it's what keeps us alive and keeps us vital and keeps us young. And folks who do research in this area talk about four stages in the process of learning. The first one is situationally triggered interest. So if someone was sitting listening to Jesus do the Sermon on the Mount, they, they might be interested in that moment, in that situation. Or there is a situational regular interest or maintained interest. That's where I'm going back to listen to Jesus on a regular basis and see what he has to say. But then there is what's called individual emerging interest. And that's where now I'm interested, not just when I happen to be in some situation where I'm being exposed to ideas or learning, it's begun to take root in me. You might remember the parable that Jesus tells about a sower sowing seed, and some of the seed takes root. And then that fourth stage is um, individual ongoing or intrinsic interest. And the idea there is that now this arena of learning is part of my identity. I do it recreationally. Now, uh, Roger Brethren also says one of the things that prevents us from engaging in this character strength of love of learning is what one researcher calls our academic self-concept. Um, we all tend to compare ourselves to other people, and we tend to do that around our minds also. Sometimes school systems reinforce this. When I was a kid growing up, you could tell how well you were doing compared to other people by the reading group that they would put you in. And they wouldn't say smart, average, dumb, but they would give them names like after birds. And you could tell whether you were in the eagles group or the robins group or the pigeon group, like how you graded out. But I think one of the reasons why Jesus chose his disciples, he was the only rabbi we know of that did this. Other rabbis would have their students apply to them, kind of like prestigious students do in our, prestigious schools do in our day. Jesus went out and 
selected disciples. And I think it's because the ones that he selected uh, probably wouldn't have thought of themselves as applying to a great rabbi. He was letting them know, I believe in you and you will be able to learn. So uh, how do we pursue this love of learning? How do you do this? Two thoughts. The first one is, as you seek to learn, ask yourself the question, how might I apply what I'm learning today to my actual life? It's very, very striking. When people do this, whatever the subject matter is, when they look at how can I apply this to my life, how might it change my life, their learning goes way up. And we'll have folks like Jordan Peterson, quite controversial. Some of the stuff he says is great, some of the stuff maybe not. I don't know if you know of him or not. But one of the things he's remarkably gifted at is to take the field of psychology, other academic fields, and say, this is how this will impact your life. Nancy and I were at a wedding this last Saturday, and it was for the granddaughter of Dallas Willard. And so we were so glad to be at that wedding. Um, there was dancing at that wedding, as there generally is. And Jane Willard was telling me when she and Dallas were married, he's this philosopher, and it seemed like everything they did, he was better at. Because uh, he could do so many things well. But then Jane said, you know, that's because we do things that you're already better at. So can we take dancing lessons? So they took Greek folk dancing, Greek wine dancing lessons. I would have loved to see Dallas do Greek folk dancing, and I didn't. But there is a lecture that he's giving, and he's talking about uh, liveliness, the practice of celebration. And he refers to Greek dancing. He talks about a character named Zorba, Zorba the Greek. And how at the end of that story, everything is falling apart. But Zorba is dancing. And that picture of Dallas dancing, I love. He took this area, even something like dancing, learned how to do it, and then thought about what might that mean? How could I change my life if I think about what dancing can, can you have turned my morning into dancing? It says in this verse. Now, one of the primary characteristics of Jesus is he never taught only for information. He always taught for the sake of life transformation. So today, seek learning. Love learning. What can you discover from this or from something else? What can you tell somebody else? reflecting on how could this change my life, and then relationships. When we talk about what we're learning together with other people, teach and admonish one another, the Apostle Paul says. That's another way that our love of learning goes way up. Today, how can what you are learning change your life? Love it. Change starts today. Hey, it's Tim. I'm the producer of Become New, and I wanted to let you know you can find the survey at viacharacter.org slash survey. That's viacharacter.org slash survey. For more resources, check out becomenew.com. If you'd like to receive an alert whenever a new episode is posted, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Lastly, if you need prayer, we would love to pray for you. There's a team of us who meet each weekday, Monday through Friday, to pray over requests that are sent in. So text in your request at the number 855-888-0444. See you next time.